0: Network.
1: Hi, this is Devin Trap with the Free Network. Today we bring you another issue of Hero Man and Sidekick Boy. Before we begin, the head geek himself, Terrence Cassidy, would like to let you know about a new show that he's launching called Travels with Terrence. Travels with Terrence is a travel show where he explores tabletops with a miniature version of himself, journeying not only to his wargaming table, but to the tables of his friends around the globe. Please check it out on FreebootersNetwork.com. We hope you enjoy the show.
0: Hello and welcome
1: to issue 37 of Hero Man and Sidekick Boy. My name is Ian Clark and I'm joined as always by the sensational scion of spring himself, Mr. Andrew Howard. Andy, how are you
0: today? I'm very good. It's so funny because I was gonna try to tie spring in in some way. Um, yeah, yeah. It uh, New England is finally, finally seeing spring. I guess uh, it was kind of a sunny day today, so. Uh, yeah, still yeah. chilly in the morning, but uh, yeah,
1: but we're getting those nice, nice comfortable 60 and 70 degree days. So yeah, it's uh, we've turned the corner in many ways. Um, so it's good, yeah. But uh, we are. I'm I'm glad we were able to get together for this month, um, and we should be you know, on schedule uh, to get this out in the month of May, but we're both super busy, uh, Andy's. I know your your son has a lot of baseball going on, and we've also yeah. got RPGs that we're in, and all these other things, and my work is crazy right now, so when I get home, my brain is frazzled, so I'm just, I'm happy we're able to do this. I also like that we both have
0: red drinks tonight.
1: We do, yeah. I have some, uh, some of the sugar-free Kool-Aid squirt stuff in a Batman uh, pint glass
0: um i have a raspberry beer oh okay all right all right uh, more grown owen, up than me. owen loves those by the way mm. uh you know what he does now is we take the plain seltzer water yeah and, and so soda. it's like sure yeah Makes soda um flavor of soda right no matter how many times i try that all i can taste is the sugar freeness of it
1: yeah, there's definitely a an aftertaste, and I'm sure it's wrecking my insides and my teeth and everything. So I, I try not to have too much of it. I used to bring it to work, which was bad, but I, now I just drink straight up water at work. Um,
0: straight but, up water.
1: Yeah, just straight on the rocks. Um, and but I, I don't I mean I, you're probably trading one bad thing for the other, but I don't I don't I hardly ever drink diet soda now, so that's good. But um, yeah, so at home I try not, to, I try and limit my intake of the sugar-free Kool-Aid or Mio or any of those to, to once or you know once or twice a day.
0: at right. Evenings, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that's um, that's Owen too. We don't he gets it kind of at dinner time, but yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, tangents. My the <laughs> uh, the red
1: uh, on the Batman background is actually a little apropos for our read this tonight, so yeah, yeah, it is. We'll get there. We thought we'd talk a little bit about uh, some of the, the cool TV stuff that's going on right now. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier ended recently and I think Andy's caught up for that or at least started it. Uh, we've got Jupiter's Legacy. I've not checked that out yet, but um, I know a lot of people have and it does it definitely looks interesting. And Invincible, the animated series, is is on now. So there's there's a ton of cool comic book stuff on right now and we've got even more coming. They're, they're announcing all kinds of stuff. I am... And this is again, here's a tangent, but I am hoping someone, somewhere sees the value of like a Netflix or HBO or you know some some place that does these things well picks up Strike Force Morituri because how good a series would that be? Um, I'll answer for Randy. It would be great. It would, I, because there's nothing like it. Imagine you, your starting cast, just like in the comic, that you start the show with will not finish out the show. That's, that's never been done. Nobody's done anything like that.
0: I think that's part of the problem. I also think that the bad guy alien invaders is a very... It's not easy to do um, in a way that's interesting. Like... The, what they did with Avengers where they're just kind of like mindless waves, uh, annihilation waves almost, um, was okay. was done well. I think whatever they do for like secret invasion is going to be more along the lines of like invasion of the body snatchers. Like the way they did that in, um, uh, Ms. Marvel was good, but at a certain point, like it, Having a kind of an all-powerful alien race is very Cold War. <laughs> to to, and I don't I don't and and again that Strikeforce Moratorium is a child of the kind of the Cold War era. Um, I also don't know how well it plays that you like get attached to these characters and you kill them off. Like, only one person in like TV has really done that. And in the end, they didn't write that they wrote themselves into corners and had a hard time. I'm referring, of course, to Game of Thrones Thrones, and (laughs) and George R. R. Martin's willingness to spend more pages describing food than primary characters. Um, uh, But I so I think it's an awesome story. And don't get me wrong, but I like I think America's Got Powers is a better like random superhero type story but i think like you're gonna um i'm worried that like when we're done with invincible and um the jupiter's legacy stuff that's like we're we're approaching a saturation point for super powered heroes um it's, it's gonna get it's gonna get tough um and a story that that's pretty, that's an obscure story.
1: True, um, true. But I mean, it, I didn't know a ton about
0: Jupiter's legacy, though. But yeah, but that is, so the tougher thing with that is uh, Mark uh, Millar um, <laughs> is a very good writer. Like, Strikeforce Force more a Tory's writing. It, its overall story is good, but the writing is not, like, there's no, like, there's no real compelling characters in there like you shut your whore mouth it's a good like
1: general I think there's story some great story I think there's some great characters because you've got you've got an interesting and we talked about this when we reviewed it but you've got like adapt who the like very devout religious character uh yeah I don't know I
0: yeah. hard, hard uh, to I, agree Andy hard to disagree I know all right uh, so, but that's what makes this show interesting is a lot of times we do agree on stuff and every once in a while we we have a harder time with it, so. Um, yeah. but, but if, I, I again, would like to see it. I would like to see right, it. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. And part of me, too, is like, that's one that I think would be very tough to do well. Yeah. Um, but I think it could be. Done. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if they do it, Ian. Uh, I'll watch it with you if they do it, so. Okay. All right.
1: Falcon and Winter Soldier. Have you seen all of it?
0: Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I watched all of it. I still have not watched WandaVision. Um, okay. I just WandaVision seems to me like both of those shows. It's an investment. Like I have to sit and do just that. Yeah. And I really have time to just sit and watch TV. Like most of my, I haven't. I actually the last thing I really watched was Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, and I and I did that like over two days. I just watched. Yeah. Like consistently until I was done. Um, that's how I have to consume stuff. So what's really interesting is, when we get to somebody's, I know that the somebody I picked is kind of in there, but that's not why I picked it. I picked it because just about the time I started watching it in Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was at the point in Captain America oh. and it is, oh my god, those issues of Captain America are awesome Ian, like, so so good, like uh, and I'll talk to that when we get. I, I want to keep that a little bit of that for sure. later in the show. But yeah, um, yeah, so good. <laughs> and what about Invincible? I've seen episode one. Uh, I, ha- I haven't watched any of that yet. Okay. Um, th- that's one I really liked. Again, I really like the comic, so I don't know why I haven't watched it. But I think it's. I think it's again. It's a uh, a time thing for me. Sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, cool.
1: All right. Anything else to discuss before we uh, actually crack open this issue?
0: I think that I think that's where I think we're good. Uh, other than the fact that Marvel kind of teased their next two years worth of TV and movies, like right. which was, we're getting Shang Chi, which looks really good. I think so too. Um, yeah, the Loki
1: series looks. Like yes. bonkers. I'm so psyched for that. That
0: looks. I'm psyched good. for that too. But that's another one that's going to be like WandaVision where like I lit- legitimately can't just have it on in the background. Like I can go back and have Avengers movies on in the background because I've seen them and there's not a lot of subtlety to them. Like. <laughs> right. Like and I can just let them go and I don't care if I get distracted. Like a scene like Loki is going to have like so many Easter eggs that I'm going to be like, oh, I missed that. Oh, I got to go back. Like. Yeah excited for it but that's my that's my nightmare (laughs) yeah uh okay cool all right let's move on currently humanity looks to the internet for its information we have stood at the edge of despair and would have fallen if not for awesome podcasts and their content of everything we love now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness, tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek, such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. Trolls want to steal our community. Let's them try. Got it, 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 got
1: it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got
0: it, got 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 it, got
1: it, got it, got it, got it, it, All right, welcome into The Pull List, where we discuss our current readings. Uh, I traditionally go first because I'm rude like that, uh, but also because Andy reads way more than I do, and I generally only have a couple things to talk about. And much like we were shills for comiXology for so long, I I think I've become a shill for Marvel Unlimited at this point because I'm I'm not reading any current books, anything new that is being produced. Um, I just... Uh, Once in a while, I'll pick something up because there are good recommendations that Andy has for me, Um, like Star Wars Bounty Hunters. I'm not sure where that series is, if it wrapped up or where it was going. No, no, it's
0: still going, and that's that's in there.
1: I've been keeping up with it, too. I've read the first three. Really like it. I just haven't – I've been distracted by old Marvel stuff. I am still reading the old X-Men. I'm around 1987, 1988 era at this point. You've got Forge being introduced um, and – Storm's kind of story arc is is very interesting at this point to me because she's uh, a really compelling character and and one of my favorite X Men. So, kind of getting to see that a little deeper again, you know, these are all things that I kind of picked up through osmosis, certain storylines, and things like that. But actually being able to read the individual issues and, and see her growth and uh, what they did with that character through that time when she had kind of you know the Mohawk storm era and and with the Morlocks and all that' it's, it's really been fun so I really enjoyed that uh, the other thing for old stuff you already mentioned it but I've been reading the old Captain America what I did was I went because of Falcon and Winter Soldier I went to the John Walker era uh,
0: okay
1: yeah so that's where I am. I'm really really digging that because you get and they they did a good job with it in the show but you really get more of of walker becoming unhinged and and how he goes down this path and and what cap is you know Steve Rogers the original cap is doing and the people that kind of have his back you know his um you know his his trusted people that um that that he works with and him you know donning the alternate costume, which will become, you know, the U.S. agent costume. And so I've, I've been having a ton of fun with that. Um, but that's that's about it for me. I, but I, I'm we were kind of talking before we came on about Marvel Unlimited. And the only complaint I have, I love it. I think it's absolutely worth it. Uh, the interface is is not great. I, it's very difficult for me to to bookmark my comics and get back to them i find myself having to to mentally note what cover is next and then having to search through and uh so i don't know if maybe it's just on my tablet i'm having an issue or i'm just not tech savvy enough to figure out what i'm supposed to do but i find the interface on marvel unlimited to be super frustrating and i think Um, you were having having an issue yeah i
0: i do i find it super frustrating to like so to do this kind of presentation you know i like to pull everything up. Like I have like with comiXology, I literally go in and I open up all the books that I've read and I have them ready to go. Even if I don't reference them in any detail, I can't even figure out what I've read on yeah. my, like sometimes it picks up what I read. Sometimes it doesn't like I'm looking right now and I'm like, no way I read way more than, than this since last month. Like, so like my currently reading shows 10 items. I was like, nope, nope. Because some of those are even older, like stuff I read before. Uh, I know I read like four or five issues of Immortal Hulk. It's just showing one. I think what it does is like when I – it just shows one of the series almost. Um, Um, Okay. So it's getting me like super confused because I'm making a conscious effort not to – buy marvel issues in comiXology and wait the extra month or two till they hit marvel unlimited and usually what i do is i just go in they have like the new this week popular this week and i grab the series that i know i like to read but i'm having a hard time kind of keeping track of what i've read and, and what i haven't um, now once i get into an issue it's they do a great job of saying this is the issue before, this is the issue behind. If you like this, here's others. Like so, I really like like when I was looking at some of the Marvel stuff, uh, the, the title Marvel. Like it would show me other other related items. Like and so that's super helpful. But like right now, I'm even trying to like I read a new title this week, and it's it's hard for me to even find what it was so yeah that's it's a i'm gonna have to do it just it really means that i just have to take better notes for this show um i have to stop (laughs) being lazy about it and relying on comiXology for whatever reason just has an awesome awesome organization to it um and now i'm stuck in this kind of weird
1: format (laughs) yeah i also wonder if it's An interface thing because I I read my comics on a Surface Pro and I think I use Google Chrome so maybe you know that combination isn't ideal or whatever I don't I don't know because and I again I'm not super tech savvy I'm not you know I'm not a a, a neophyte but I certainly there and our our buddy Justin will certainly tell you that I (laughs) I struggle with some technology stuff but um I so I don't know but I I do know that there are certain things for whatever reason that work better on certain web browsers or certain interfaces. So, you know, maybe I don't have the ideal interface for it. But I, I will say that if I was not enjoying these old comics as much, I, I would have given up on Marvel Unlimited because it is a frustrating interface for, for me. But the value of wait, what is it? Is it seven bucks a month? I, I can't even yeah. remember. Yeah. yeah. I mean I read I read so many comics in a month that it absolutely pays for itself and I'm the the thing that I love about this is what I liked about comiXology as well I'm having the opportunity to experience comic books for the first time that I never picked up when I would you know when they were first coming out and haven't read in trade form because they're not a certain story arc or whatever they're they're just kind of those you know, still solid issues, but they're not like an event type thing. It's not the Phoenix Saga. It's not, you know, Days of Future Past. It's it's just good, solid X Men storytelling or Captain America storytelling. So, so I'm really enjoying it for that, and um, and and for that, it's absolutely worth my money.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. So I'm, I'm definitely having fun, kind of with it. I just I get some frustration to it. It's it's hard for me to kind of set up what I want to read it's a lot more random reading Um, although I was able to mark like the whole Mark Grunwald run of Captain America so I can go back and read it it's more like the random one-offs that I just like oh here's on the front page of what's new okay I'll read this but it doesn't tell me that I've I've read that like in it in an easy way Um, which I guess like it's one of those things that they just didn't they didn't think about it in terms of their interface. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, but, that, that was it for me. So, yeah, you can feel yeah. free to. In move terms forward of forward. other titles, so, um, like I said, I've primarily been using Comixology for non Marvel stuff. Um, interestingly enough, still not a whole lot of DC. Although, <sighs> I might, I know DC has a program that's similar to Marvel Unlimited, and there's a potential of that i get into that because um there's some dc stuff that i want to read outside of like batman and superman there's some green lantern stuff that i want to read in fact that almost something from green lantern almost well or not green lantern but lanterns in general almost made it into the read this this month but it would have been a purchase and i'm i'm Trying to be better about just like <laughs> I've got access to so much free stuff at this point. Well, I'm free, but subscription, subscription stuff yeah. that I'm trying to stay with that. But, um, there, uh, turns up some of the topics this month. Um, a new, um, well, not one off, but, uh, a new side story, uh, the old from the old guard. So, uh, that was a title that I really liked. Um, uh, they did the, the TV movie with Charlize Theron uh, a month or two ago, uh, tales through time. Uh, so it's, it's doing not necessarily origin stories, but like a little bit of backstory. The first one, uh, is all about the kind of the lead female character. She carries an ax, um, and how she says it's the same ax from when she first realized that she was immortal. Um, and you know that it's not actually the same one like bits and pieces have been repaired, but she just says it's like the same, the same one. Cause she's always had it with her. Um, so that's a fun one. Um, uh, let's see what else do I got in here? Oh, um, Mike Magnolia, uh, M- Magnola. I, I never can say that. <laughs> I name, think right? it's Mignola or Mignola. Mignola, right. Has also, oh, I really liked the, um, some of that stuff like the, the plague ships um, and and some of that stuff. There's an awesome one. So it's Eastern European is so it's Kojaro. So it's C O J A C A R U. So I don't know. Kojaru <laughs> uh, the Skinner. It it's set in another Kind of series that I might have to go find, but there's there's real witches during World War Two, uh, and the bad ones are working with the Nazis, uh, and there's some good ones that are working with the Allies, um, and they summon like a witch hunter from the 1800s to like to come back. It is like like it's cool because most of the witches are female, so and they're just tearing apart soldiers and stuff. Uh, so that one is. That one was fun. Um, That's that sounds
1: what, really cool. And of course, my oh,
0: like uh, um Oh, you like it. Fame. So, tales from the outer verse um, is the kind of the overlay. Um, I don't know, but like it just starts off with like the first image is this picture of these witches floating in Warsaw, Poland. And the witches have like, like the Nazi swastika emblem on their like armband and stuff. Um, and they're hunting for some British soldiers that are like spies. And, Oh, it's, it's just really like his art style. Uh, the art style for this one is it's actually somebody different. It's, um, Peter Bertring, um, it's it's fun. Um, that yeah. just came out in April. I, again, I think it's a limited kind of series, uh, but it's it's cool. Uh, he when he does dark stuff, he does it in a style I like. Like yeah. Um, so I definitely think that one's fun. That's not unlimited. That's a I had to buy it type of thing. Okay, gotcha. Um, I think I told you last month about Two Moons. That's the one that's set in the Civil War. It has a very uh deadlands feel to it uh it's puttering right now um so i'm hoping that it kind of picks up a little bit um once in future king which i really like that's kiran gillian um it's kind of uh king arthur legend stuff it's starting to putter a little bit um what else oh firepower is still awesome that's kirkman's kind of karate one that's super fun still there was a one-off that I was reading Scouts Honor. It just ended. It was one, two, three, four, five out. But a cool post-apocalyptic one um, that I've been having fun with. Geiger is a new one that I started. Another post-apocalyptic one that's uh, Jeff Johns. Uh, it's a cool little story about, you know, it's it's neat. There's a little bit of stand element to it. There's a there's a definite like. And as you can tell Geiger by the title, like there's some radioactive to it. Something I did buy from Marvel this month, heroes reborn. You know what a sucker I am for. What if type stories. <laughs> right. So this is, it's told from the point of view of blade. So blade wakes up in London Basically the way he describes it he's like he wakes up and he doesn't have any idea where how he got where he is right at this point in the marvel storyline blade is part of the avengers so like all of a sudden like he doesn't know where any of the avengers are and he goes around looking and he can't find any of the avengers like but it's not that the world doesn't have superheroes it's just there was an event like um something happened that nobody ever found Steve Rogers when he got frozen. So like you never had Steve Rogers to then kind of pull the Avengers together. Thor is like a lonely drunk. Oh, um, Tony Stark didn't get wounded. So he didn't like, he never needed to make the, uh, like the Iron Man suit. Um, but the earth has its mightiest warriors, But it's Squadron Supreme. Uh, And there's something sinister going on, too, because Coulson, bless you, (laughs) uh, Agent Coulson is president. So there's still something kind of interesting. He's a little bit darker, too, than, like, what you see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that one – and they're going to have a whole, like, spin-off series, too, to it as well. But it's – that's fun. I love – I love what-ifs because I love – storylines that instead of like oh we're gonna retcon this we're gonna move it this way we're just gonna tell a series of one off stories they're what if it's not an alternate universe it's just a set of stories Sandy like you don't have <laughs> to like worry that it's like the main characters on a, on Planet 616 or <laughs> right. you know it's part of the larger multiverse like nope set of stories We'll, we'll retcon it. like We don't have to retcon it in a few months. It won't ever exist again, but you'll have remembered reading it, and that's all we need. <laughs> right. Uh, right. And that's all I need, too. Um, so that's, that's fun. I don't know if you saw some of the preview stuff, Ian. New Moon Knight's coming. Yeah,
1: I. And obviously, I'll check it out, but I just. I don't know. I want. I want the I want the old crime fighting <laughs> Moon Knight back. They've gone very experimental with him in the last few series, and and I've I, I've
0: I don't know. It's been real mission, hit or miss for me. It literally says his mission is justice. So we'll we'll see. Like that's the that's the tagline. So we'll we'll see if it's a little bit more crime fighting. I'll fully agree. The whole thing they did with Avengers where he. Basically stole, like, the ability of every Avenger to fight off, like, you know, cosmic powers. Actually kind of fights the Phoenix. Um, Yeah, that was wacky. Like, anytime you bring the Phoenix in, it's always wacky. Yeah. Um, But I'm hoping. I'm hoping.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, me too. I
0: I want it to be what I want it to be. And
1: that's, you know, the... um, I went to the local comic book show uh, that we have here in our area. uh, And... Boy, I'll tell you what the new series coming out has made the back issue prices for the original three Moon Knight series, which is what I'm collecting, it's it's made them ridiculous. Uh, oh, I dude. have yeah. So the second series, which was called Fist of Konshu, that only ran six issues. I've had all six of those for a long time. The very first one, um, which was just called Moon Knight, I think went 30 something issues, 36, and I have. I think I'm down to leading, needing less than ten of those, and then there was Mark Spector Moon Knight, which went through the late '80s and into the '90s. Um, that went like 60 or so issues. I have a fair number of those, but but not all. But there, some of these these issues, literally a year, you know, definitely five years ago, but even even up to a year or two ago, I was getting in the dollar bins. And now <laughs> they're one, they're wanting five to eight to twelve dollars each for these just random issues of Moon Knight so I've had to be really judicious about how I'm collecting that because it's it's just poor timing the the tv series coming out and I'm glad people are excited but it's making the it's making the dealers you know um you know speculate on on those issues going up and and I'm sure they will once the you know once the um Series does come out, but it's you know it's unfortunate timing for me because um and I can't even remember did I did I mention on the show that I've completed my Conan run?
0: Uh, no, you haven't. Oh, That yes. happened. That show was after our last. Show. The comic book show was after our last show. Yeah, so I have I have the full run of 275
1: issues of the original Marvel Conan now, and I'm uh, super happy about it. I'll, I'll focus now on – for Conan stuff, I still – it's still a habit to look, but I was able to, at that show, upgrade my copy of issue number six, which was in terrible shape, and I got a, a much better copy for – I think I paid 15 bucks. so I was – I was super happy, and it made me – here's a tangent. <laughs> did, did we talk about this? Did I, I can't remember if I talked about this with you or not. Did did we ever talk about – I wish there was a way, like some omniscient power to take a look at my comic book collection and say, what is the rarest comic book here? Not what's the most valuable, but it's like, oh, you, you own Conan number four. There's less than 100 of these in the world right now. You know what I mean? So like if there's right, a rated, right, right.
0: Because I do want right, to. But it's a shitty. It's like nobody actually likes reading it. The art's <laughs> terrible. But there's yeah. only two of them. Yeah, right. Like,
1: and you know there are things that that are like that because Conan took a while to take off. It became huge in the 70s, but it took a while. It was very close to being canceled, um, and then and then it and then it just kind of gained popularity. So those first ten issues. I think are probably there's probably not a ton. Yeah, there's you know probably not down to two or three, but I I'll bet there's one of those issue numbers where there is less than a hundred in existence still. So I, it would be it would be neat to know that. Be like, oh, you you have this comic book. Yeah, it's only worth like you know thirty forty bucks, but it's but they're very rare. Like they have very few exist anymore. So that'd be a cool thing. But that was a tangent. Anyway, complete. There's got to be a
0: way uh-huh. of like. So I think the only thing is, is like people only count how many issues there are based on their value. Like, right. like if something's terrible, like, like they don't there, necessarily you, count how many are left because you only really, because like you only count how many are left based on the fact that they're actually valuable. Right. Or well, but usually it's the the things that make them valuable are the milestones,
1: like obviously issue number one, first appearances, things like that. But there's, you know, there there's some stuff that like looking in the opposite direction things that there are way too many of that are worthless like the death of superman i mean i don't know how many of those prints oh i have probably 10 of those because they're they they just they're everywhere um so yeah anyway that was a tangent i i I that was a
0: good tangent though um Uh, stuff (laughs) (laughs) no no it's cool like i didn't have uh i didn't have that many more this was a slower month for me in terms of reads um I just had a lot kind of going on in the house and stuff like, so I haven't been reading quite, quite as much. Um, but I did flip through cause Marvel does its preview, you know, for what's coming up. So I, I had that on there. Um, there's another weird title that I'm reading. It's from dark horse. It's called dead dogs bite. Um, it's, it's a. It's definitely a mystery. It's set in some weird town. Um, it's not really by anybody that I know, but it's Tyler Boss. Um, I really haven't read anything else by him. It just like for whatever reason the the story kind of caught my. It's like a missing girl, teenage girl, or friend is trying to find her. It's a really weird town. There's like. There's a narrator who breaks the third wall, like just pops in, like, and it will be something like, will introduce each issue and he's talking directly to you, but is also somehow in the story as well. We'll see where it goes. It's on its third issue and I bought one, two, and three and just kind of plowed through them. So, but I like, uh, you know, I, I do kind of branch out to the non-superhero, uh, comics quite a bit, so that was that was a fun one to do. So we'll see where that goes. Nice. Um, yeah, I know. So it's a lot, but it's a lot less than normal. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned it last month. There's a Modok series that I'm reading on Marvel Unlimited too. Uh, that they, I read a little bit did. of it. Yeah, I did. I did mention that one I again. That. I gotta take better notes now with Marvel. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it's. It's gotten to that point where if I don't take notes, I'm not going to have any idea what I read. (laughs) Awesome. All right, well, I'm at least taking notes so that I can put
1: in the uh, episode description what we talked about. Oh, that's a great (laughs) idea. Maybe read that next time. (laughs) All right, moving on.
0: Lord Aku, the samurai has escaped our clutches once again. You have failed me again, my daughter. If the foolish samurai has once again escaped then you shall be banished. Dad, you need to chill out. It's time to go on a Geek Nation tour. A what? A Geek Nation tour,
1: where they have tours of Middle Earth, feudal Japan, and even a Star Trek tour.
0: No! We must capture the... Wait, did you say Star Trek tour?
1: Yep. To GeekNationTours.com! It is entitled to de Manto. Roughly translated, Book of the Dead. The book is bound in human flesh and inked in
0: human blood.
1: All right, welcome to Read This, where we pick something, a story arc, a one-shot, something, something cool, either that we've read in the past and would like to revisit or never read or recommended to us. And it was my pick last month, and I had been wanting for quite some time to revisit Batman Nightfall. The 1993 to 1994 story arc where Bane famously broke the Batman. Um, so that was my pick. Uh, it's on Comicsology Unlimited. So we were able to read it within our subscription. I had collected these comics. And I actually still have all of them when they were coming out. Uh, this would have been, I believe it began in spring or summer of 93. Uh, that would have been... When I was was just before I went to Tennessee uh, to go to college down there and collected down there, there were some cool comic book shops that I really liked uh, in town and and close enough to campus that I could walk. So I was really enjoying um, this story arc when it came out. Wondered how it would hold up. Wondered, you know, what echoes we might see that were used in The Dark Knight Rises, which obviously had uh, Bane and that storyline. Um, I I don't know where you are with this, Andy, but I I really liked this. I had a good time rereading this.
0: Okay, I liked all of it, but I wish the middle section had been a different story arc for us. This was long, Ian. Once again, you picked a 600 pager. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I my thought with this is, and I know you you're you're kind of a completist, so you're gonna do it anyway, but my thought is you can you can read enough to get a gist and then bail, that's okay. And I will say there were definitely filler ones. The two showcase two face issues were absolutely But those
0: were good.
1: They're good, but they they really didn't advance the storyline because they're like, Oh, this happened a month ago before all of this. So
0: Well, and the same with the scarecrow ones were awesome too. Yeah, yeah. But they were in the, like, you did not put the peanut butter between my chocolate, you put like a jelly bean between my peanut butter, and I'm like, they're both really delicious, but they don't need to be mixed together at all, like, yeah. um, and I actually got really confused, like, because there were like two, um, two of the, um, the Scarecrow ones, like, yeah, back to back, and I was like, Oh, I'm checking my watch. I'm like, what's happening here? Like, where are we going?
1: Yeah, because it, it is. They they did because they they chose to put in the Cornelia Stirk version and the the Jonathan Crane version, which was yeah. Because when it first when and you see Stirk first, and you're like, wait, this this isn't the Crane Scarecrow. I don't remember this. Um, and then they do bring in the other one, and I could see. It's very much villain of the month because Batman is literally tracking down each of the Arkham – so let's let's set it up. Bane's master plan is that he has freed all of the crazy bad guy element from Arkham Asylum, and he wants Batman to run himself nearly to death nonstop tracking them all down to try and save gotham and then when batman is at his weakest bane will strike and and beat him easily breaks his back um they got that epic uh you know the there's the epic um full page shot of it there's also that great um cover to batman number 497 um so you're very much early on getting that whole Uh, bad guy of the month because Batman is literally going through and, and it's cool because it starts with the low level ones you've got you know Firefly and Cavalier and a lot of these like D and C level Batman villains um, but you're seeing Bane monitoring the whole thing. You've got a young Tim Drake Robin who's not quite been given, you know, uh, let off the leash fully to to operate on his own. You've got John Paul Valley who they're trying to establish as because he's going to take up the mantle of the Bat. And actually very John Walker-esque um, goes too far when he gets in the Batman costume. So there's a ton going on, but I like the build of it. I wish there was more of the John Paul Valley being a little unhinged. It, it seems to go from zero to 60 with him. Um, so
0: I wish there was a little more of that. But I There's like it. There's also some up... stuff that, like, I was like, wait a second. Towards the end of that run, he's building that kind of Azriel Batman-style costume. And they start talking about these other dudes that are living in the cave down there with them. And I'm like, yeah. wait a second. Who the hell are these <laughs> guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was bad out. enough that they dropped like anarchy in the middle yes. of like, which now I'm really interested in. But then like it's the a cool very character. end, when you drop in some hermit that is apparently <laughs> living in Batman's cave, I'm like, I'm out. Like I don't even know what's <laughs> happening. I'm not that, like that is the point where I literally did skip a few pages because I'm just like I don't you because they had been referencing it. They had been referencing him by name for several pages, and I'm just like okay maybe he's like hallucinating because he like all of a sudden that yeah that was another weird part all of a sudden they went back to his like deep programming and like he's doing these weird things i was like "Mm, okay like you could have introduced that a little more subtly for those of us who have no idea what you're talking about like and then all of a sudden they're talking about he's like i wonder where this guy is i was like I I just thought he was a figment of your imagination. <laughs> nope, turns out he lives at the other end of the cave. I was like wait, how does like, Yeah, yeah, the back cave there's,
1: yeah, yeah, there's a dog. Yeah, there's a dog too. Like the back cave is yeah. apparently a D and an old school D&D D, uh cavern where there's just all these crazy things living in the same cave. yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean um,
0: yeah, yeah, so a lot so on top of all of the uh, rogue's gallery, they were just dropping in like really random characters that, like, really actually had nothing to do with the story whatsoever. Like, and I was like, like, Anarchy actually, he's Indiana Jones. You could have had this entire thing without him. Like, he has no, like, he's a character, he's telling the story, but you don't need him at all. Like, you didn't need him for the entire Scarecrow piece. But I really did love the Scarecrow component. Like, it was Deeming a fun thing. Yeah. Oh, and then the second, the one with, uh, crane where he goes to the university, he ha- ha- ends up kidnapping a kid who was his, uh, it was the son of his original victim. Like that was neat. Um, but I'm like, wait, what happened to the big storyline that I was reading <laughs> like an hour ago? Like, where did that go? Like, could yeah. we, and like, I was like, I literally did skip ahead, to see if there was a conclusion to the Bane storyline and then came back and read, like, I was like, Oh, okay. All right. I'll finish reading the scarecrow stuff. Cause I like it, but I know that I still have another couple hundred pages to, until <laughs> I actually conclude the story that I thought we were reading. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I picked such a long one. It, it no, I don't mind. But, but again, it, was I? Really, I, 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 it was good. Um, I will say my other complaint is that they do not do a good job of wrapping it up. Like yeah, no, volume I mean, is, 1 does not yeah, wrap up no, with yeah. any sense of conclusion whatsoever. Like um, And really the
1: storyline didn't it goes right into Night Quest after that cuz that was the next thing with John Paul Valley as as Batman.
0: Right. Yeah, it's um yeah, in my opinion there was no yeah, it was not a it was not wrapped up well. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed
1: revisiting it. Um, I, I felt like the, I felt like they did a good job with, you know, Batman's physical and mental breakdown at doing that. And I think this is one of those places where, reading in a, in a binge format like this, you lose what you get from the monthly because it's it feels a little too rushed but if you were reading this back in the day monthly it feels much more spaced out you're talking over the course of a year here so did you have something to say on that oh no no, no.
0: i was i was letting
1: you finish that that thought i had a different thought oh no go ahead that was it it was just i think it feels rushed when you read it all together but i think you know in the in the actual monthly format that it came out in i think the pacing
0: is probably quite good um so Batman um, and Catwoman uh, go on a Caribbean uh, tour. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. was the chick in the bucket, as yeah. far as I could tell, because I was like, OK, what, wait, is something happening here? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: there's a yeah. few things where you're like, I don't uh, know what's happening. There's also
0: two and a half pages of him doing detective work for the first <laughs> time ever. Like, I was like, world's greatest detective just spent two and a half pages doing detective work, which in the end had to be the consort that told him, uh, what was happening or not the consort. Uh, what's her name? Um, I'm thinking of our D and D adventure. I mean, <laughs> our, uh, uh, necessary, necessary evil. evil, um, <laughs> Oracle, Oracle, right? Yeah. Oracle. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, the writing team is great. A lot of my, a lot of my favorites: Chuck Dixon, Joe Duffy, Alan Grant, Danny O'Neill, Doug Mensch. I mean, I know, really like the Alan Grant stuff. Um, Alan Grant is one of my all-time favorite Batman writers. I don't think he gets enough credit. He, he,
0: he did some great Batman stories. I might have to go find some other non-Batman stuff that he did because, because um, it's funny because Alan Grant does a bunch of the scarecrow stuff actually in this. Like that's his, and I think that's fun, and I like that one. Um, and I think he did... Did he do... I'm trying to look He, cre- to, he was one of the co-creators on Anarchy. Um, yes, I did see that, because I looked yeah. up Anarchy afterwards. I was just trying to see um, if he... Is, oh, I can't
1: tell. He did a lot of um, 2000 AD stuff in the UK. Uh, Strontium
0: Dog, some Dread. Uh, um, Dixon does do one of the better um issues in this one it's um it's the one where um he uh batman has just has just broken oh is breaking the uh bane's uh cohorts out of jail but it starts with like a scene with batman in gordon's office <laughs> gordon turns around and is like Wait, what are you still doing here? Like, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like, he's not like he's he not Bruce disappear. Wayne. Like, he right. doesn't like he's he's much more attention seeking. <laughs> so, like, he's perfectly happy with Gordon turning around. Yeah, John, and, John like, Paul Valley in the costume. Yeah. Right, right, and yeah. having a con- uh, more of a con- uh, conversation with him. And like, Gordon's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, he's taken <taking laughs> yeah. aback, and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, the, I also um, thought. Through the whole issue, they did a good job with Bullock, too. Yes, Bullock's great uh, I usually don't like him, uh, and I actually really kind of liked his character through this whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chuck Dixon um,
1: did Nightwing, and he, he did some uh, Punisher, too. He's, I, he's one of my favorites. Um, I wanted to mention the um, – I think there's some great artwork within the books themselves. Like one issue that I was really uh, struck by is the one where the mayor – is trapped in the sewers and it's flooding and there's some there's some great visual storytelling there but the cover to that one is great and there's some great covers it's kelly jones i think that did most of them and he has that exaggerated almost sam keith type of um muscle mass on these characters and he also draws draws batman with the unbelievably tall bat ears, which is a stylistic thing and is obviously not practical, but again, we're talking about a guy that dresses up like a bat and fights crime, so, you know, you where does your reality you know, right, 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 leave right, off? Right. But I think some of the covers were great, and the cover to that one that I was referencing with the, the flooding of the um of the sewers is an awesome cover because it's a close-up of Batman's head, he's just got his mouth above water, and there are rats all on top of his head trying to stay above water with him. It's a It's a
0: phenomenal cover. Uh, and that was, yeah. And uh, again, I, it, it was a fun lead up. Um, I think knowing that I knew that, you know, what happens to Batman, it's a little tough too. Like, so i had never read this whole storyline, but I know it's hard not to know kind of what happens sure. with, with Batman. Um, so it was a little, part of it was a little, I don't want to say anticlimactic, but it just was. Um, I thought there would be more resolution. I'm still kind of disappointed that it just ends. That he that that Bruce Wayne's on sabbatical um, in the Caribbean with Catwoman. Um, uh, John Paul Valley like de- easily defeats Bane uh, in my opinion. Like, yeah. Once he's all armored up in his like yeah, crazy. yeah but even before that like the fight they had when he first showed up when he wasn't armored like you know bane runs away like from that like and all of a sudden like bane's like oh i need my medicine I need, <laughs> like i need my medicine and that's i like
1: exactly how i read it yeah that's how his voice is
0: um well he got really whiny at the end and i was kind <laughs> of i got a little annoyed by that like i get it like that you every every villain has their kryptonite you know, um, but that one was just like very contrived to me. Like, yeah, at that point, like Robin could have done that. <laughs> like, yeah. like if well, it was just it, cutting off his supply, like. Eh. Yeah. And it
1: gets to it gets to the resolution where and again, this is all storytelling, you know, stuff. It's a it's a contrivance and a device, but it, it does eventually get to the point where Dick Grayson is in the Batman costume as he should have been you know from the beginning so um so it does get there later in like night quest and um maybe night's end i can't remember i was reading batman regularly at that point batman and detective so um but um yeah i mean overall i really enjoyed revisiting it and uh, i thought it was um if you've never read it and, and you're a batman fan i think it's um i think it's definitely worth the the investment of time because it's uh you know it's 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 pretty even though there's obviously darkness to it with with Bane breaking him and everything there's a lot of just good comic book type fun you know what i mean within it, it there's good it's good classic type batman stuff with some of his you know goofier villains uh, at the start especially cuz it's like starts with the low level ones and and works up to the to the bigger you know heavy hitters
0: yeah, and I'm telling you, even those interlude ones, uh, The God of Fear, so that was the... That was Shadow of the Bat, which is my favorite yeah. Batman title of all
1: time. That was a great series. That was really good. I keep waiting for that to be on Comixology because those first four issues of it, The Last Arkham, are really, really good.
0: Yeah, so that, that might be worth, uh, even if it doesn't hit, like going back... 'Cause again, if if that's more a Grant stuff too, and then it the is. artwork in that is, is awesome too. Yeah, like normal I really, yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had I had fun with that. Um it had a very not that time period art style for me. Um it kind of felt a little older. Um yeah. so I liked it. Yeah. Um but yeah, that was again s- super fun. Um a little longer. Um you know, but again, it's worth like these. Are, this is what I read for books now. Um, I just sometimes forget how long it can be to do <laughs> when it's that many issues in a row. And again, the, my biggest complaint is literally Batman's on sabbatical, um, just completely disappears. Bane goes down like a chump, um, and that's and that's how it ends. Like, yeah, yep. and like I do not like. Jean-Paul, like at the end, I don't know if I'm supposed to like, not like him or (laughs) like him, but I don't like, he just kind of calls Robin a boy and kind of shuffles off into the night. Like, um, so that was a little tough. Yeah. So who is that guy in the Cavian? Do you even know? I, I can't remember. Um, it's like Harold or something.
1: Harold's the guy that, so Harold was who. I can't remember if he built the Batmobile. He was sort of like Batman's secret tech guy. Um, and he kind of comes and goes in the comics. Like that wasn't the first time he had been around. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if he's still used in the current continuity, but he's, he's, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's almost like how Punisher has microchip. Except like right. microchip is sort of like an Alfred and, you know, an amalgam of a whole bunch of different helper type characters. Um,
0: yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, all right, so, like, yeah, the, I found the pages, like, where he's working on his suit, he smashed the camera, and I was like, oh, who was even watching? Uh, and then they turn to this guy who was on the camera, and then the next scene is him feeding the dog, and that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah. he finds Harold still gone, no matter, still lost in the system, he's capable of anything. And the system is, like, that brainwashing. That right, that... From John um, Paul Valley that he went yeah, through, yeah. 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 to yeah. Oh, honest, I do, yeah, I, I do like, um, uh, addict, uh, Commissioner Gordon's wife kind of appears every once in a while, too, and is like, how you doing? Like, <laughs> I was like, alright, this is kind of weird, but I'm okay with this. Well, but. yeah,
1: if I remember right, there was a storyline leading in where she had, there had kind of been a, a division caused by her between Gordon and Batman. Right, okay, alright, that makes sense, yeah. yeah. So, um,
0: but, well, that was yeah. It was
1: cool to revisit it, but uh, it is now Andy's turn to pick for next month. So I'm very curious to see what you have selected for us.
0: All right, where uh, Where'd it go? So we're gonna read. Oh, did I close it out? Um, it's on Comixology. It okay. is a non-superhero. Uh, it's uh, the tough thing is is that it. So it was. It has an interesting premise in that it was designed to specifically run. 100 episodes or 100 issues. Uh, it's called 100 Bullets. Ah, uh, yes. So I just want to read the first volume that's free on comiXology. Um, but it's the premise is that you, that the um, there's a kind of a mysterious character that appears and presents certain people with the opportunity to kind of get revenge Uh, And he offers them basically a gun and 100 bullets and basically says these bullets are completely untraceable by law enforcement. And that any crime, like any crimes you commit with these bullets will never lead back to you. Um, So to me, it had a cool premise. I wanted to read something non superhero-y. So I figured uh, we'd give that. And it, it gets pretty good. Overall pretty good reviews, but the first volume, first shot, last call, is on Comixology Unlimited. Technically it actually looks like the first four volumes, which I imagine must cover almost the whole run, are part of Comixology Unlimited. So um, I figured we'd give it we'd give it a run. Uh, give it a try. It is let's see who's the Vertigo publishes it. Brian Azraello Uh, which I don't even know anything else that he looks like he's done some Batman stuff. He did a bunch of Batman stuff. Um, So that'll be interesting. Um, I've I've read this. Oh, you have. Yeah, I
1: actually own the first volume, but I read it a long time ago and I I remember very little. So I'd be happy to read it again.
0: Okay, yeah. So the first volume technically collects issues one through five. uh, And it says also material from Vertigo Winter's Edge. But I don't think that's going to matter that much. So,
1: yeah. No, that's. I think it's a good pick because I, I remember liking it. The premise is fantastic, and um, I don't remember a ton about it. So it'll, yeah, I'll be happy to
0: reread it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, uh, to be honest. My other choice was gonna be the Omega Men, uh, which I really like, which is set in the kind of Lantern world. Um, but it's not. It's something I've been wanting to read for a while, but it's I'd have to pay for it right now, and I'm like I'm just like. I'm not trying to be cheap, but at the same time, like I said earlier, like I got a lot of subscriptions going. I got to take advantage of them. <laughs> right, right. You're yeah. You, there's literally thousands of issues of things that you're already paying for. So right, right.
1: Okay, cool. All right. So 100 bullets next time for read this.
0: And please don't make the super suit green
1: or animated. <laughs> All right, welcome into the Somebody's where we discuss a character or sometimes even a team uh, that you may not know much about or have not heard of or maybe want to learn more about. And it was Andy's turn to pick this time, and we hinted at it before, but Andy,
0: who is our somebody this time out? So, I, interestingly enough, I picked uh, Flag Smasher. Uh, And the reason I think it's interesting is I picked it before... We um, b- before I'd watched um, um, Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I had yeah. um, actually picked it because I was reading the uh, Mark uh, Grunwald uh, run of Captain America, um, and there is an awesome. So he flag smasher starts off as a villain for captain america uh he does have some other runs with like punisher and moon knight um but it was in my opinion an amazing couple issues of captain america and then all of a sudden i'm watching falcon and winter soldier and i was like wait like flag smashers, all right, uh, that's that's all right, that's cool. I get it. I can I can relate. I literally just read about these guys the other day. Um, they literally also have one of the greatest um organization names. Like if you think AIM is fun <laughs> or like in terms of a villain organization, their society is Ultimatum. Okay, you just call it Ultimatum. It has an intermediary. Nope, the Underground Liberated Totally <laughs> Integrated Mobile Army to Unite Mankind. It's funny because that's a long acronym, but honestly,
1: not much of that is a stretch. Sometimes there's a couple of letters in there where you're like, hey, you had to work really hard for that." That one's not bad.
0: That's not bad. And it just it it fit really well. I was just like, "That's that's hilarious." Like, I so. I get that they set them up as terrorists, right? But at the same time, like, they're even better portrayed as, like, world government is kind of, you know, is is corrupt. Like, it sets nation against nation. Like, especially the way they did it. it so, it's Captain America 321 and 322. Uh, I know that's not where he kind of starts, I think it's... Um, 3, 312
1: was his 12, first appearance. 312, uh,
0: which I might go back and... Yeah, I might go back and read that. Um, but this is... I'm telling you, it's really good with like those two issues with um, Flag Smasher. Um, the other reason it's stuck... So Flag Smasher, wealthy European, dad's a politician, gets killed in a protest, um, thinks that there shouldn't be kind of world governments and, and kind of starts this organization uh, later finds out that his organization is being kind of manipulated by Red Skull, like works with Captain America to defeat Red Skull because he's pissed that like there's this like nationalist figurehead running his organization. So he's willing to work with kind of Captain America. Um, <laughs> they actually have it on the Wikipedia page, but the quote my like a great quote. He's like, "What? I'm not a communist." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it's like somebody calls him a communist because he doesn't because he doesn't like America. He's like, "No, you don't understand. I don't like any government." Like, yeah. Um, well, and but the, yeah. Sorry, but ahead. not an anarchist. Still <laughs> right. believes in organization.
1: Yeah. Well, and and that's what's cool is they did a nice job in turning an individual character in the comics into an organization in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, and even paid tribute to Carl Morgenthau is, is the name of the original Flag, flag Smasher, and they um, changed it to Carly because it's a it's a female leader in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And honestly, those those types of villains where – and Falcon touches on this in the, in the TV show – their goal, their ultimate goal of one world and one people where everyone can live together in harmony, that's obviously – that's a noble and – like that's a worthwhile goal, but it's the means to getting to that that, you know, they're and in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, they're literally terrorists and that's and Falcon has that conversation with Carly about it. So but that's what makes for interesting villains is that you can see and that's why I think in um in Black Panther it works well too, because you can see you can see the villain's motivation not necessarily being... It's like, yeah, I I get that, but it's how you get to that point, and that's what makes a good villain, I I think.
0: Well, even Baron Zemo in The Falcon and Winter Soldier is like, I don't think there should be, like, super soldiers. Like, that's that's why I'm here. And they continue that storyline that kind of was in Civil War there that, like... Mm -hmm. If you're not like it's there, but it's so towards the end and it's hard to parse out, and he does a really good job in this series of doing that too. And it's again, it's that idea of like, you know, does you know, does might make right? Uh, does violence justify you know, a cause? Uh, and you see what happens with the new Captain America too in that series too, and it all ties together, but I think. I think they do a good job with the Flag Smashers, but if, like... <laughs> I think they already had their Baron Z- uh, Zemo, so it was hard to bring in kind of that same style character with kind of the original Carl uh, as a Flag yeah. Smasher. That's a good point. I don't know as much about the guy, Terriolt, um, who's, like, some Canadian Flag Smasher, because, <laughs> well, Canadians are... <sighs> Like, how can you believe they're bad guys? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Guy Terio. I don't know much about him. <laughs> no, I, that was one until I looked at the Wikipedia page. I wasn't really that familiar with. Um, yeah, it was. I knew him much more as the the Carl the Morgenthau, who apparently does get killed, which I didn't realize. Um, mm, spoilers um (laughs) no i'm
1: just kidding uh so apparently in the spider geddon series on earth 138
0: uh the carl morgenthau there is known as captain anarchy i did see that and it would almost made me want to go and the spider geddon stuff isn't that old that's only like 2018 so that'll be
1: interesting to me
0: yeah that'll be one we'll have to see if that's on marvel unlimited yeah might be a might not be a bad one. But again, I like, I like some of those ones where they mash everything together. So, yeah. um, But yeah, so Flag Smasher, so bringing it back around to Captain America 321. Captain America 321 is pretty monumental. Captain America kills a dude with a gun. Oh. And that storyline kind of like Mark Grunwald carries that through the next few issues. Like, what are, like, the repercussions of Captain America killing someone with a gun on purpose? Both how the public reacts to it and how Captain him, Cap himself reacts to it. And it's really good. It's, like, it's, it's still very 80s. Um, so some of it is just, like... Every once in a while, like, you're just like, wait, wasn't he, like, super depressed about this a second ago? And now he's riding (laughs) around on his motorcycle and driving that into the back of a van. Wait, how does that motorcycle fit in the back of the van? All right, never mind. Wait, weren't you depressed a second ago about shooting someone? Like, and then, like, he comes across some street-level thugs, and they're like, oh, you're not going to kill me, are you? And he's like, oh, man. Like, Like, so it's... But it's all made possible because of Flag Smasher kidnapping a airplane full of of people. Um, but made for like a couple really good issues of Captain America in the middle of what was like, in my opinion, like there had been a couple kind of rough ones. Um, yeah. Oh, and then, man, I'll tell you what, you got to get in there, Ian. I'm, I'm actually three three 321,
1: 322.
0: Right, but then like Nomad comes back, and it has a very... <laughs> like a feel very similar to what we just read in Batman where there's a character that may be kind of pushing how much he should do in order to stop, you know, stop crime. Um, Nice. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so that was, so Flag Smasher, I thought what a great um, thing they did with it with Falcon and winter soldier. But if you want to go back and see some great uh, issues that Captain America, he has some really funny lines in there. Uh, so that's 321. I might go try to check out the one where he's in Moon Knight. I don't remember that one. Moon Knight and Punisher defeat him at some point. I think uh, that's in the Mark Spector
1: series. Um, yeah. All right, that late might, 80s, yeah. early 90s. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I might I might go check that out too. So um, but yeah, that's, um, it, it was, I thought it was a cool little kind of give you a little bit Uh, perspective, too, on who the Flag Smashers, where they might have pulled some of the inspiration for, for the Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Cool. All right, Flag Smasher, check it out.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Uh, Cool, all right, and we've, that's kind of come to the end. Uh, Nothing in the mailbag. I put a a little bit of a, uh, kind of, hopefully it doesn't look too desperate, but a little bit of a plea out on our, Facebook page for Hero Man and Sidekick Boy saying we're getting we get all these new page likes we get we get a, a bunch every week uh, so the numbers are growing but I so I was like hey like say hello or you know <laughs> like this post or something because we see all these all these new people that are coming on board so if you're someone new to the show or you've been listening for a while and and you are on Facebook yeah, just, just shoot us a, a quick hello or, or message or whatever. It doesn't have to be anything for the mailbag. It can just be like, like, Hey, I'm, I'm here and I'm listening, you know, just to, um, I don't know. I kind of, I, I like that. We have certainly our regulars that we interact with a lot, but, um, but it's always fun to hear from new voices too. So, uh, so yeah, if you're on Facebook just, uh, and, and you're already liking our page, we appreciate it. And if you're, if you haven't liked it yet, then
0: please do. Yeah. Yeah. we like to, we like to hear, uh, from the audience, you know, questions stuff like that it's fun yeah yeah we enjoy it.
1: and we obviously like talking comics so you know if there's stuff that you want to recommend to us or things that you've picked up based on our recommendations or what we're what we've been reading we we like hearing all of that so um yeah please do uh, try and engage us but, and if uh, this
0: episode proves anything we started off with a disagreement
1: <laughs> yeah it doesn't happen a lot but we but sometimes yeah um yeah no, we uh, we just we love talking comics and and we certainly read a ton of them. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Um, all right, I think we've come to the end then, Andy. Yeah, yeah, this is a fun one. Yeah,
0: as always, I always have fun with it. Yeah, yeah uh, even when one. we disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was also glad to finally, after two months, uh, have a read this that we both kind of liked and enjoyed too. Yeah, yeah, we had a yeah, little, we had little, tough little patch. Run we there. had a rough patch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and probably. it's, fun. it's, it's cool though. Cause like I do, I do try to stretch it. Like I go back every once in a while, like, all right, what are like classic storylines that I haven't read, but I was like, eh, do I actually want to read it just because everybody yeah. says it's good? Like, do I care? Uh, so this was, this was one I was glad, like I said, I kind of knew the story, but it was fun to read. And uh, the rogues gallery was fun and yeah, those side stories were good. I just they didn't, just inflated it
1: it. (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so awesome well thank you andy as always i appreciate your time yeah yeah you too and oh thank you and thank you to the listeners out there and thank you to uh geek nation tours and the uh Freebooters network for for keeping the lights on and andy and i will be back in another month um hopefully things calm down uh schedule wise but we're able to get it done this month so hopefully we'll do the same next time but uh until then we're here to remind you it's a four-color world. We're just living in it. Care? Sunset Superman. This has been Hero Man and Sidekick Boy, a part of the Freebooters Network. Please check out our Facebook page and head to the Freebooters Forum to engage with us about the current episodes or about things you'd like to hear us talk about. And please check out our sponsored Geek Nation Tours. Thanks so much for listening.